Hello, Jade. How are you, Queen? Hello, Danya. I'm good. I'm so excited to be on the space pod. Hey, yo. Well, I'm really excited to see you. And you have this beautiful European glow about you right now. (laughs) Wait, that's so sweet. Thank you. (laughs) Especially having just come back. So where are you right now? Geographically, where were you maybe a week ago? Yeah, so I'm based in Los Angeles. Um, I live 1.1 miles away from Claire Liu from space as well. My bestie, shout out to her. But last week I was in Europe with my boyfriend. Um, I was doing half vacation, half work trip. So the vacation part was obviously to vibe in the south of France. The work part is I was filming some videos for some clients in Paris. So it was a really, really fun two and a half week trip. Oh my gosh, that's so incredible. Also, for those that don't know, all the fabulousness that is uh, Jade Dharma Wangza, can you talk about like all the projects that you're working on right now and just a high level of you? Yeah, so my, you know, my background is in social media. So I've been doing YouTube since I was nine, which legally probably can't say because like you're supposed to be 13 when you start YouTube. But anyways, um, yeah, so I've been doing YouTube for a long time. I still do it now. But I was a broke, wait, can I cuss here? Yeah, you're good, queen. I was a broke ass bitch at 16. <laughs> I really wanted to move out to LA and like, you know, do all the things. And my parents did not have a, not, a lot of money. So I needed to make money somewhere else other than YouTube because it wasn't paying the bills. So I started my agency, X8 Media. And basically, I just knew I was really good at making content. And if I could get paid from brands to do it, I would do a four check. It was either that or OnlyFans, but I don't know if I'm that. Oh, that was not okay. Jade. Then now we're like two podcasts in with like some freaking caller. I literally, I swear, I'm sorry. I swear, there's always something. It's okay. It's just more. I'm more curious about your ringtone. Like it's a very <laughs> interesting choice. I feel like I really need to have a salty ringtone. Um, I need to, yeah, legitimately have. A better one. Okay, I'm yeah, sorry. Maybe go, find go back to all the good stuff. I'm um, for all the roasting that's going to come in on Danya, you need to turn your your phone on to mute. But oh my we're gosh. professionals, so I got this, Jade. Please continue. <laughs> it's okay. Um, where was I? Yeah. So my agency was supposed to honestly just pay the bills. I didn't really care. Honestly, I didn't really have like that much of a dream or passion to build like the biggest agency. I, I I actually am not motivated by money. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like, obviously you need money to live. But even since I was a child, like, I just wanted to make videos. Like, that's literally it. And whatever it took me to get there to do it full time, I would. Um, but obviously when you live in LA, things are expensive. So you have to grind or else you're going to be homeless on the streets. So uh, I worked really hard from 16 to like 19. I, you know, was um, trying to hustle my ass. I did all the free work. I worked for an intern for a couple other agencies to learn. I um to was taking calls and was coaching people on their Instagram for $20 an hour like I was hustling um and it wasn't until I was 20 like I'm 21 now but it wasn't until like literally a year and a half ago where I really was able to um you know be confident in my work I had a lot of imposter syndrome being so young running Instagram accounts or brands um and I think the past just year and a half I'm like you know what I am a badass bitch and I'm really good at what I do um, some of my most famous or popular or my favorite projects have been working with um, HBO Max on a show they were working on. I was also last quarter working on like a reusable bag company. I love working with like climate projects. So I I do like working with my company. Obviously, there are days where I'm just like, God, I am like, I hate being someone else's bitch. But 
you know, I love what I do. I, I wouldn't trade it for any anything else. Well, I, I love that. And I, I appreciate you touching on all those things because I think we, you and me, and, and also in the community have talked a ton about imposter syndrome and you and I have similar stories in just starting companies so young. Um, I started when I was 19. Not, I didn't start when I was, you know, as, as young as you were with YouTube, but yeah, I think ageism, sexism, um, yeah, imposter syndrome, it, there's, there's been a lot that we can kind of take this rabbit hole down in terms of, you know, how you overcome that and, and work on that. But yeah, can you talk about maybe your favorite project? And I know also you work with Red Bull, which I think is cool. Oh so, gosh. Yeah. So how you get those larger clients. Yeah. I mean, honestly, all, like, and I say this to everybody, but like all of the clients I get is like literally through my videos. And it's crazy because every time I reach out to a brand or I try something else, it doesn't work. Like, <laughs> like I literally, and I, it's hard to say, cause like, obviously I would love a path for people to get clients that doesn't require to be an influencer, but I make YouTube videos about my life. So my life as a founder, I, I get a lot of people that watch me that are also founders. And I am really lucky to have that. So I work with Rebel because they found a surfing video of mine, which at the time I literally could not even stand up on the board. They don't know that. But anyways, um, yeah, that was a year and a half ago and they've invited me to a few brand trips with them. And now this is actually, I can't say this on the on the public world, but I can say it to the podcast. I'm working on like a, a longer term contract with them to sponsor my TikTok for, let's just say, potentially a year. Yeah. Um, and like, I've never thought like, who in the hell would thought like I could, you know, work with Red Bull because I can surfboard like, I mean, I, I can, I can now. Don't worry, guys. I can now. But um, it just really shows like, you know, and, and I, I can go into this later, too. But like, I had so much imposter syndrome working with Red Bull in the beginning because I was like, y'all want to make a video about me surfing when I can barely go up. Like, I was so, so nervous. But um, those are one of my favorite projects just because I'm really growing during these times. Like, obviously, I like working with big brands, but it's more just like you are outside your comfort zone and you learn a lot. So that's why I really like working with Red Bull and I'm still consistently um, having some projects with them. I also really um, am really passionate about the climate and, and, and environment. So I was working with this back, a reusable bag company called Stasher. We did their TikTok marketing and it was really fun. We were just having fun promoting a brand that actually was positive for the earth. So yeah, I've worked also, I've worked with like HP and like bigger clients, but honestly, I hated those projects because everyone was a meanie butthole. So I feel like what I've learned personally is it's not about the money you make. It's literally not even about like the big name clients. It's about the people you work with. And luckily, Red Bull and Stasher, they're really, really great people. And that's what makes it tolerable for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love that. How did they even find you, though? Like Literally they email. Like they, they found me through TikTok and then they'll email me. For other clients like it will be through a referral. Like, so for example, Red Bull is like, oh, like I work at Red Bull. My friends works at Under Armour. You guys should talk. That usually is like a afterthought, but usually they just find me through TikTok and YouTube. That's so cool. Can you talk about too, when you were just starting out, you're super young, baby Jade posting videos on YouTube. Like how, how was that? And were you ever concerned about safety? I think that's something I know for, for me, when I set up my socials at 12 13 
um I wanted to post a picture of me with like whipped cream because that was like the thing no I had no fucking idea like, like the, on that. your face or like or no, like, no, no, like like legitimately holding a can of whipped cream because oh, that's okay. what all me and my friends would take like quote shots of whipped cream before we knew what a shot was and before <laughs> we knew any sexual innuendo that whipped cream had um and I remember my mom looking at that being like uh no and I was like <laughs> why can't I post a picture with whipped cream it's for me and my friends um but very different world from me putting it up in, you know, the internet for 10 of my friends that were my age versus you putting content out, you know, to the world on at a larger platform. Uh, so can you, yeah, when you were just starting out, was that even a concern, safety, or what were you thinking? Yeah. About um, the content? I don't know. My parents were supportive. So they wanted me to go to YouTube. My dad actually showed me YouTube in 2008. So like he was the one who really was encouraging it. I don't know. If I had kids today, I would not get them on social media till like age 14, maybe. Anyways, um, I honestly don't know how I was not educated about the internet before I got on. Once I got on at like nine or 10, you know, people were weird. I mean, I never, thank God, I never got someone who was like, you know, like a stalker or like I, I had ever felt unsafe um, to be fair, I wasn't famous. I think that's another thing. I didn't blow up the first seven years of YouTube. Literally no one gave a fuck about me. So I think it's important to know that, um, you know, when you're making content or trying to, trying to pursue anything like a business, it takes a long time before you get traction. And for me, it took me seven years. And I think because of that, the increase in audience kind of trained me. Like maybe it's one comment a month that was kind of weird. And maybe when I'm 10, it's like, two comments and then now obviously I get like a lot of mean people every day but I, I I slowly work up to it but honestly I'm not the best at hate comments like I actually don't even read my comments anymore and it's kind of sad because like I used to read my comments but now it's to the point where like people are so mean um that I don't and I actually have someone on my team that literally filters through mean comments and deletes it for me because I just can't I literally can't and I have um you know I have a therapist and stuff but it's just I take things very personally, so I just can't read that. Um, I also read this thing that was like, the way you actually receive compliments says a lot about how you receive negative things about yourself. So I also try not to take, take the positive comments too heavily. Like, if you're obsessed with what people think about you in a way of like, I want people to like me, you're probably also going to think about the way people hate you. So I actually try to read no comment in general, which is hard because it's like, I want to talk to people, but it's the best way for my mental. I love that. And right as you were saying that, I was like, I wonder how I take compliments, because that's something, too, in terms of how how do you take compliments? Yeah, I I, I think it's almost bad for me because now I'm like a little too extreme. Like now I like whenever someone compliments me, I'm like, no, stop it. Like, stop. It's not true. But I, I think I could be better at be like, you know what? You're right. But I, I, I take it differently. Like if it's a close friend, I will take your compliment. But if you're a stranger, you don't know me. I really try myself not to put it in a place where I'm like needing your approval every time. Because what if that same person one day turns your back and is like, hey, I hate your videos. Like, how would that make you feel? Right. So, and that happens a lot. So I try to take things with a grain of salt. Yeah. I definitely resonate with that. When we started getting press for known app, I had a similar thing. I would read all the comments and then there were so mm. many weird, mean weird things that people say. And to the point that I stopped reading the comments good or bad too so I really resonated with what you were saying and and I loved that you have someone on your team filtering that for you they're <laughs> an extra level of separation from the emotional reaction of those words but exactly I do- totally totally hear that people are so weird like even when I like do like harmless things like 
posted a picture of my boyfriend. Like, someone literally commented, like, blink if you need help. Like, what the fuck? What does that mean? <laughs> like, does does Zane look a little nutto in the picture? Like, like does Zane look like he's a kelp captain? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, they're saying it to him or to you? Yes. So Zane's in the photo with me, and then he's like, bro, blink if you need help, like, telling Zane. I'm like, wait, that's so mean. Do I look like I could do harm? <laughs> oh, that's, that's, I mean, that, I'm not going to say that's funny, but. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. weird, though. <laughs> but it's mean, like, if you couldn't take a joke, right? Like, that, that stuff is, that can be really hurtful. So what would you say to somebody who's, like, starting out? Or what would you say to baby Jade of, like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you, you know had just started out and we're getting that you know i think baby jade should um surround herself with people that are going through the same thing as you i found when i found my first group of youtuber friends and they were also struggling or even founder friends like space um it, the fact that we're able to talk about like hey you got a mean comment me too like let's talk about it let's let's go through it and i think it makes it easier it doesn't make it like most safest environment but at least you can be like you know what this is normal like i there's other i think the main thing is like try not to blame yourself and say like there's something wrong with me and more talking to other people and asking like how do you deal with this i remember talking with another space member and they were trying to do social media and they were just really scared about the hate but we were able to talk about it and you know i didn't have that my first seven years i wish i did but i didn't so that would be my biggest tip it's like you can't avoid the hate if you want to be famous or not even famous if you want to be successful you're going to get criticism but if you surround yourself with people that can support you, it's a lot more tolerable. Yeah, I love that. And in terms of supporting yourself with awesome people, we mentioned this cutie patootie Zane. Uh, can you talk maybe about that relationship and how you've been able to balance work, life, romantic is this your first serious relationship? Is this, you know, any any of the goodies, Jade, that you can give us some nuggets? Well, I told Donya this, but, and, and I'm very upfront with this because I used to be very Christian and whatever, but I was hashtag marriage before sex. Sorry, Sarah, wait, sex before marriage. Wait, no, marriage before no, sex. Marriage, you, were, you were there. <laughs> you know, I, I grew up in a very, like, very conservative household which is nothing wrong with that it's just I think it was bad for my mental I felt super shameful my body I couldn't go out and dress the way I wanted I felt super judged now I'm less attached to the church which I feel like is not to say I'm you know I I can talk about this later but I think I still think spirituality is important but I I see it as a different way now long story short I was a hashtag virgie okay I don't like to use the word virgin it's so cringe oh but I was I was definitely you know I haven't popped my cherry until I met Zane and I don't know why I'm honest, but I think it's important because I felt so old and like not getting experience and I feel like I don't know like I didn't realize that like you know other people maybe are a late bloomer as well I mean I wasn't a late bloomer I had like boobs and stuff but you know what I mean like it's okay if you're not getting action like at the time I was 16 to 20 literally I was grinding I was trying to build my empire I didn't have time for men I mean, I did, but I was also really nervous about men. But anyways, so yeah, that was definitely a super, uh, I mean, long story short, I really love Zane because he really does support me emotionally, but also physically. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we we love a king who supports both the physical and the mental. So I Yes, exactly. So he's such a sweetie. I love him so much. Shout out to Zane. 
But what would you say in terms of like, has a relationship, uh, you know, helped your mental health and, and having an outlet to talk? Because I know for me, when I've grown my company, um, it's, I've had both being in relationships, I've had being out of relationships. Mm -hmm. And I, I just find it's different. The priorities, the balance, just finding somebody who understands what you're going through, whether it's your friends or romantic partner. Um, have you found that too, that, that Zane's been helpful yeah. not, to, not to throw Zane under the bus or lift him up to God status. But I mean, we could do that too, but I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, he is my new religion. I, I, I dropped the piano <laughs> to worship though. Um, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I think Zane, obviously having a relationship is one of the best support systems. You obviously get supported with sex, truliness, you get supported with mental. And if you find someone that you can connect with professionally, that's even better. Like you guys are almost like therapist slash business partner in one. However, I think it actually takes a lot of work to utilize a partner, even if they have those traits. Like I find myself sometimes not even opening up to my partner uh, just because maybe I'm in my head or sometimes I, can't, I don't even know what's going on with my brain, to be honest. So I think, yes, it does help, but it's also extra work to, you know, to get support, it is actually work. Like you have to ask for help. Like people can't read your mind, which I think is hard for me to, it was hard for me to realize that because I thought like, uh, why doesn't he know I'm stressed right now? It takes a while. So, you know, I think yes and no. I think I, I definitely been with Zane long enough where I feel like I can't open up and talk about anything, but sometimes I almost forget to open up. And I think that's important if you are in any relationship. Like, I feel like even with a friendship, like sometimes, you know, we always think you need a partner to solve maybe the lack of support. But honestly, you can get that with a friend. Like I remember Claire, when we were down bad, uh, she was my boyfriend, literally. <laughs> so I, I think that like anybody... And especially if you find someone that has those traits professionally and personally, like, I think it just takes work regardless to get that support. Yeah, I love that. And I think just finding a support system, regardless of what that means, personal, professional, just people that you can trust is, yeah. is so awesome. So I, I love seeing that for you, Jade, and seeing you blossom into the beautiful, strong, independent woman that you are. Um, you. So is there an area of support that anything that that you have an ask for the community on my my ask would be well I, I think right now honestly and I've thought about this a lot but um I feel like I don't know what I'm really good at like I'm gr good at a lot of things but I don't know what I'm great at that one thing and there's a book uh, trust me y'all I read the book it's called the one thing and I'm just curious if people could share with me how they found their one thing or if that's a lie and you always evolve and you don't really have that one thing. Just because the reason why I, it's so specific is because I feel like I struggle with finding what I love to do and what I'm great at because I make money and things that I, uh, I, I'm i good at, but I don't know if I love to do it. You know what I mean? So anyways, an existential crisis I'm always liking. I wanted to ask. Um, and then my follow-up to that is if anyone is very clear in what they're good at, I'd like to know. So yeah, that's it. Do you believe that there's only one thing? I mean, I don't know why. There's so many books about it in business. I think so, but I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I think that, okay, so here, we'll go back and forth. I think that I'm very good at a few things. Uh, business strategy, high level operations, 
finding talented, awesome people. Um, I think I'm good at coordinating subject matter experts and envision stuff. I think I'm very good at cooking. If you ever need a cake, <laughs> let me know. Wow. Uh, but and I think like I I have skills that don't align and that aren't necessarily complementary. So what about you, Jade? What do you think your skills are? Well, I know I'm good at selling. Like I love to sell. And I know I le- I'm good at um ref- like I'm good at what's it called? Like and analyzing. Like I all I do is look at social media and analytics and say to a brand, what do you should do after? And I'm really good at that. Um I probably like selling and brainstorming and selling the vision more, but I find myself doing more about the fourth thing. So that's kind of, uh, it's not an issue. I don't think it's an issue. It's just more like, how do I optimize my life to do only one thing I like? But then also, if you're only doing one thing you like, could you get bored? And then could you just hate that thing because of that? So that is something I think about a lot. And I know a lot of people, like, for example, people who are in the same company for like, you know, how some mom and pop shops they have the same thing for 10 years how do they how do they do that like are we just a different generation where I because I just get bored really easily so you know for me running an agency is perfect because I have five different million projects and clients but like am I capable of running a startup because startups require a lot of focus and like one you focus on one thing like one product for the rest of your life not the rest of your life but you know until you tell you sell the company so I'm just curious like do I not have what it takes anyways that's a really interesting point and an underlying assumption that I think is worth digging into. I don't know if we have the time today, yeah. but that I want to just say, yes, you have every capability to run and you are running incredible companies. Um, and I think what I've learned is that there are things that I need to do that I don't enjoy doing. And so I need to find the things I enjoy doing and outsource all the others. Like right. the skills for that I don't enjoy. But that's where I, I wanted to, this is random, but that's where I wanted to push back on the one thing because I think mm. you nail right on the head that if you're just doing the same thing over and over and over, at least for me, that's boring as fuck. Yeah. Like I'm going to be burnt out if you tell me to look at spreadsheets. Like I enjoy spreadsheets and like financial modeling. But if you tell me to do that nine to five, five days a week, oh, six days God. a week for like, 30 years you said 10 years I laughed mom and pop shops I feel like are 30 40 years you're right <laughs> like that's that's rough um wow. so but yeah what I think I was trying to say in that is that we're all complex people and have so many different random awesome skills so that's thank you Donya for having me I love you so much yeah so that's my take babes um but yes as far as how people can connect with you, you can find me on um, Jade Darbawangza. It's just J A D E D, and then it should pop up on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter, everything. And I love that. And there, the last question I'll just ask you is a high level for people who hear this and go, "I want to connect with Jade because she is freaking awesome." What are some areas that people can relate with you on? You mentioned surfing. Oh, right, right, right. Media. Um, food. I'm a foodie. I uh, can't cook, but I would <laughs> like to eat. Um, I will eat anything but eggs. I know it's crazy. I, I like everything but eggs. Um, I love surfing, outdoors, hiking, and I live in LA, so we can connect on being basic LA bitches. 
<laughs> I love that so much, Shane. I actually am a basic LA bitch, though. Like, I go to Equinox, like, I drink smoothies. Like, it's so cringe, but it's okay. Well, it's a vibe, and it is awesome because you deserve all of that, Queen. Um, because you're a fucking queen, and I love it, and I love you. So, thank you, Jade, so much for coming on thank to Facebook. And I hope everybody gets a chance to enjoy and reach out to Jade um, for all the amazing things that Jade's working on, and to connect and send so much love. So, bye, Jade. Thanks so much for your love. Bye. Queen. Thank you, Don Don.